What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of The Overview, a podcast and talk show all about our favorite game, Overwatch, right now. I'm Chan Man V, joined, of course... <laughs> you, had to, you had to think for a second, what's my favorite game? <laughs> oh, Overwatch! What is Come on, man. Can't wait to talk about some Overwatch. Oh, man. But joined, of course, by Stern Germa. And we have our guest this week... He's a writer for Daily Dot, as well as a player. You guys, you probably guys know him better as as a player, and currently a member of one of the best NA Overwatch teams right now, not Enigma. Uh, I want to welcome O Played to the overview. Welcome, man. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to get a chance to you know ha- have you on here to discuss a lot of the you know things we've been talking about, or at least we started to talk about last week since. You're kind of this dual, you know, you kind of, you know, you're a writer, so you have like more of a uh, general perspective, I think, of the scene, as well as a player, you know, just having a, just in-depth knowledge of the game. So really cool to have you, man. Well, it's, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm not sure how long I can continue doing both of those things at <laughs> once, but we'll, we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, so why don't we kick things off, talk about... Uh, I guess a lot of the events that were happening this week. Um, there were a lot of events. Yeah, there were a lot of events this week. Um, I don't even think I could name them all. Uh, well, I'll, I'll name some. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you probably still won't name them all. Name I probably them. won't, yeah. I mean, there's there's Ghosty Gamers obviously started their weekly tourneys. Uh, I think Joshy did Kings of the Watch. Um, actually, both of those, which uh, O played here, actually got a chance to play in both of them. And then AlphaCast, ESL did their AlphaCast number two. Uh, yesterday two of them were happening at the same time the gosu gamers uh weekly tourney and the alpha cast one being na tournament one being eu but that was probably not very smart scheduling wise because uh Um, well alpha cast is eu isn't it so it was but still it's like i was trying to i was kind of keeping an eye on both but it was hard to do that I, I feel like there was at least one other one that I, I can't. Well, there was supposed to be one after Kings of the Watch on Saturday, and like we actually s- scheduled that like really early in the day for that tournament, but like no one signed up for it, I guess, and it like, didn't happen, as far as I know. So, I don't know. I, is it? I feel like people are going to get spread thin pretty quickly with Gosu Gamers doing a weekly thing. It makes it hard for anyone else to say, "Well, I'm also going to have a tournament." That's I mean, it's easy for anyone to have a tournament where people would sign yeah. up for. I guess the gamers is having like a hundred twenty dollars prize pool, which is yeah. better than the free ones. And a lot of people are hosting free ones right now, so that's kind of like you know, yeah. anyone can do that basically. So that's that's one reason why there's like so many, I guess. But yeah, let's let, well, let's definitely talk about just kind of the landscape of, of the events. But before that, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on playing in those those events because you obviously mm-hmm. you you got a chance to play in both of them. Um, and you actually faced Hubris in two of them too, so that that's kind of your, the arch rival for not Enigma at this point in the NA scene. How did both of them go for you guys? Uh, not very well. We lost to Hubris. <laughs> how, how were the matches? Um, I guess, it was fun. So. It was. I mean, they were all really close games. Uh, if you watched them, like the King of the Watch was an interesting format. I'm um, I'm interested to see like your guys' thoughts on what the format. But we played three best of threes on three different maps. Basically, it was a best of three of best of threes. So the point is where you like play a best of three on one map where you there's more time to make adjustments in between each round mm-hmm. of, a, of a map. You can't like use one cheese strat and just win a map outright, things like that. Because there's a lot of like random things that can happen that kind of like, you know, you might get an extra three minutes or something off of making like one really good player. You land a couple extra headshots or something like that. So um, I think that, that a format like that kind of like mitigates that. And I thought it was really interesting games. Like we played... We played Hubris on um, Dorado, the first map, I think, and we um, 
lost the first game, but we won the next two and beat them 2-1. And then we played, uh, I forget what we played. I think we played Hollywood. Yeah, we played Hollywood and we traded games. They won the first one. We won the second one. They won the the third one. Like, I think the second one, we came up with a slightly different, like, uh, hold on the the first point. And we ended up holding them completely on that first point. Then they literally copied, like, our whole hold we did (laughs) on the the next thing. And we just wiped them, like, right away and capped it. Which was interesting because there's like little adjustments like that that we were making like in between those rounds, which was which was fun. I thought, but I don't know if like people watching it, you know, like could really catch up on that. I don't think the commentators really did. It's hard I to tell. Admit, I, I missed before, so. everything this week. Yeah, so they, yeah, I, they... I did not see due to Turkey. Well, they... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Being over, yeah. to do this the exactly. last uh, few days at least. No, but... I I caught it. I actually like the format. I think the format's definitely <laughs> the best one that that we've had so far. Uh, did the casters explain it? I mean, they they did like at the very beginning, but I think it would have been better just to keep reiterating what was going on and a little yeah. bit more than they did. But yeah, generally, I, I think that's definitely good. The more adjustments you guys can make, you know, the the more ma- games and matches you guys play to determine an outcome, I think is going to mm-hmm. be the best. I mean, uh, like one one attack defend is like twenty minutes max, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it can get a little higher with overtime, but usually yeah. it's like going to be fifteen fifteen to twenty five minutes. So if you play like a best of three of that, that's basically an hour long match, which is like the length of a, a you know, a Counter-Strike match or a League of Legends match or like a TF2 match. Yeah. So I think like a best of three on one map is, you know, pretty reasonable for like a match length. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely, I definitely like the format, but I'm biased because I'm the one who like suggested that to the people who put on. <laughs> watch, so. You mentioned switching around a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want to get your personal opinion on it. Like how often do you find yourself switching characters? I don't switch characters almost ever. Right. Um, because I'm playing support on Lucio, and he's so good. Like they're just right now, pretty much you're always running Lucio, Mercy, and Reinhardt. And then recently, we've all just been running Farah, especially after the patch where they like nerf McCree and Widow. And there's not there's not many ways to like deal with Farah right now. I mean, part of that might be because we just haven't figured out you know the ways that are available to doing with that and. Another part of it is some of the ways that, you know, might be available. We're not practiced enough to actually use them yet, which is something I feel like a lot of people on Reddit might not understand um, about this. Like, even if we've been playing like 24-7, it's not like you can master even, you know, close to any of the things you can do in the game yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't know. It's There's not much variety, especially in the support role. Um, and Reinhardt seems very strong in, you know, all phases of the game. Except for maybe there's a couple points where we might not want him, but it's it's a little iffy to not have him because he's so good at standing in the cart. Kind of a god. Yeah. Um, it's like even if he's not shielding anyone with but, his shield, he's just so good on being on the cart where it's just like you can use him anyway. So, but um, Luc- you find Lucio is actually useful like that often. I, I've I've played him one day. I hate Lucio so. <laughs> Lucio's really good. He's there because like you don't notice the impact he makes a lot of the time because like you're just healing passively right. like you have a healing aura and a speed aura and you don't get to see the results that those have on everyone else on your team sure. like visually and at the end of the game you have like nine thousand healing and it's like oh well that's probably pretty useful you know player of the game healer yeah and the thing with lucio is like you're you do a lot of damage like as a support like you can really dm a lot of people yeah. they're very hard to kill you can use your knockback to like prevent their harass players from, you know, killing your Mercy or something or getting on your Reinhardt or, you know, creating space for the rest of your team. 
Uh, there's all sorts of things you can do with him. He's also mobile in that he can like get on Z-axis places. I think there's a lot of ways you can get up things that um, a lot of people haven't figured out yet that make it even easier for him to like move around the map. So you can, you know, skating's pretty weird. The way you can just like go up a pillar forever. Yeah, you can kind of just like if there's like a corner on a wall, you can kind of right. just jump from side to side yeah. and like get up there. And um, it's a little awkward, but once people practice it more, and you know, it'll become more second nature and easy. And it's, it is easy on a lot of maps to get up to a lot of places already. But his ult is also extremely. It's it's really awkward, but it's very powerful in the right situations where mm -hmm. it's kind of like a. A lot of people like you know in the video when they like release Lucio, they use it as like this offensive ult where you like use it and go in. But it's probably better as like a counter ult where they go in on you and you use it to counter engage because that basically stops mm -hmm. whatever they're trying to do since it decays. So if you use it to go and attack, like the shield's just decaying as you're going in. So it's kind of like you're wasting a lot of benefit yeah, from it. I but it's think about that. That's true. Like it does decay. So you might even be losing half of the benefit of doing the ult in the first place if you use it to attack. Yeah. I mean, you can use it to do that, but you want to save it a little longer. But then there's so many things that one-shot you in the game with like headshots and stuff. It's like really risky. So a lot of times it's better just to use it to like save your mercy or something like that. Or, you know, you can save it for when they Zarya black hole or something like that. But even then it's like risky because if they just have a feral, that'll still like wipe you when you have the, the Lucio shield on. So that's, that's, that's one reason why mercy is so powerful. But yeah, I mean, Lucio is incredibly powerful like in all phases of the game. I think actually right now, he's almost more used than Mercy is because some of these teams are running these weird yeah. double Lucio comps on the first points yeah, of some maps. And I don't think that, I'm not sure that like we haven't done that and I don't think we like that. Um, I'm not sure that that's like the best way to do it, but it works for some teams right now. So it's hard to Is start. it just that, ru that rush tactic or is it for... The double Lucio? Yeah. Or is it more Mostly for... like, so like Hubris always runs double Lucio right now attacking right. teams right. first. I think they might do it if if we played more two CP maps or something. They might do it on those as well, because um, basically you get you get a lot of. It's hard to judge like how valuable it is until, unless you use it, because you get like the speed boost and the healing boost at the same time, and like the the speed boost actually gives you a lot of like DM power. And they like to do these things where they like boost in McCree and he just runs in and stuns yeah. someone. You literally can't like run away. Yeah, I don't think we're seeing boost. enough of just die instantly. Boost yeah, like even. Early on in the bit, I had someone like the only person on Lucio who ever decided to communicate in the pub was telling me to um, we would speed boost in uh me on Roadhog and just push mm -hmm. everyone. Just you could just run everybody to the other yeah. side of the map. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I've seen did a that. lot of that. I mean, I think Hubris <laughs> is the only team that's that. really you know using that well right now. They just like speed boost McCree and they'll give him a Zarya shield or something. He could just run through the Reinhardt shield, stun him, and kill him instantly. And it's right. just like. I don't know, it's kind of frustrating in terms of like what you can do against that because even if you counter speed boost, like the Reinhardt can't really back out. He's just kind of a sitting duck. So maybe that's one way to like counter Reinhardt, which is kind of what they did to us, I think, uh, some of the, the times they beat us because mm -hmm. they were getting kind of dumpstered by, by Mezzer and like last week when we played them. In a lot of cases, I see uh, his speed boost as even better than the heal because with the heal, you're healing damage with the speed boost you might have the other team just miss all over the place because yeah. the speed boost is just so odd to deal with. I mean, that's one of the advantages of having like the double Lucio is you have both of those things at once and you can- just... Yeah, you can stack them too, like whenever you need need to. That's crazy. So, so AlphaCast obviously was going on at the same time and you know, obviously that's the EU region. Are you seeing any different meta over there? Have you been able to catch those matches like with Fnatic and- I, think I mean, there's definitely like a, a different meta. I don't- um... 
And I don't know if it's like a better meta. I mean, we've actually scrimmed Fnatic fairly regularly over the past week or two mm -hmm. on, on the European server. And uh, I mean, we're, we do really well against them usually. Um, they yeah. like to do a lot of things where like they, they're right now they're running more Tracer. They're running more Genji. I think Melty yep. uses Genji a lot. That's right. Um, they do, they do things like that. And it's like right now that I feel like they're more like DM oriented almost in some ways where it's like the game's chaotic and they're around the map, like DMing you and stuff like that. Um, which is kind of difficult to play against sometimes when we have the higher ping, but, um, it's, it's interesting. It, it's fun. It's definitely fun playing against them. So it's hard to really tell like what's, what's better or who's better if, if like they have the right meta or not. I think a lot of things it's um, it's hard for us to tell too in NA because it's like, you know, I think I've heard one of my friends said like they've been watching streams and all these teams are running Hanzo now because like we had Siegel running Hanzo in scrims and it's like, like that's not really a thing. Like he's just doing it because it's fun and like, you know, he wants to try it. It's like not, like... we don't think it's good, but he's just doing it and like we can beat all these teams with it because, you know, we're better than them basically. And it's like Hubris is the only team where we really have to I guess pull out all the stops right now to you know try and figure out how to beat them. So it's hard to like actually decide a meta because I feel like we can run things that are wrong or suboptimal and still beat a lot of teams right now. So people are reading into that right now, but that that's you know the only basis of comparison they have. So it's not surprising, but it's like everything's still so up in the air. You know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that are good that even if there was a meta, it's not like oh we could run these like. Yeah. The devs have been doing a lot of the doubles are it's not like that's wrong because they can make that work really well yeah oh so, there's still a lot of room for mm -hmm. exploration oh yeah for sure nice adventures i mean this is still like just the very beginning mm -hmm. uh so we alluded to just the events or at least are you you were talking about just the events and having you know too many i guess you you were you were starting to talk about uh yeah so what are your your thoughts on that just i kind of let you finish on on that too many events i just yeah. It's it's not a, it's not an actual problem. It's just a problem that'll get sorted out by the players when they all start to say like, right now, Gosu Gamers is the only one with the prize pool, so the free events like Fish Sticks Tournament are going to be much harder to run, just because everyone's busy. They have to do the Gosu Gamers Tournament, and if it's on a weekday, then who's going to sign up? It's just everyone's trying to fight to to be the Overwatch tournament right now. Yeah, Gosu that's I was talking to. Oh, played yeah, a little so, bit before. Yeah, they want to be the casters. Everyone is is starting to try and. It's a race. Die. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of a race from a, a branding standpoint. Right now, Ghost of Gamers is winning. So. <laughs> I mean, you can say it's a race, but you bring up like the Fish Six tournament. He's just running one because no one else is running one yeah. that weekend. So yeah. It's like, well, we yeah, may but... as well have a tournament and play, and you know, I don't know. Like some of these people aren't necessarily doing it to be that serious. It's just because no one was doing it before. I mean, now there's Ghost of Gamers who I guess are going to do it regularly, but. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like that much of a competition yet, really. I mean, I think that the money involved might increase pretty quickly where a lot of these people, it's not really a competition because someone can put up $5,000, you know, against these people who have like a couple hundred. It's like, well, mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to play? Well, I mean, well, the thing a is... a lot of tournaments, but that's the one that people would play in right now. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter how many there are, because people are probably only going to sign up for one or two of them anyway. Well, I mean, I mean Hubris and us almost wanted to boycott the Ghost of Gamers one because they didn't see the tournament. We played each other in literally the first round. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous, yeah. And, like, they literally have ridiculous. rankings on their website where they yeah. rank all of the teams in Overwatch, you know, where the, where the top two teams in NA on their rankings, yet they didn't see the tournament. 
and like Hubris didn't even lose around like no one even capped around on on you know <laughs> one of their defenses the rest of the event, and you know we played like a close yeah. one series against them. So it's just like you know why? Uh, well, eventually you guys would have to play each other anyway. So I guess. I mean, yeah, but I mean it's like I way know. more exciting to play in the finals. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. It's also better not to play it like you know. I don't know, we guys who woke up like literally half an hour before the, the match who hadn't warmed up, which you know, didn't help in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And we expect to play more rounds in the tournament. I don't want to like say that as an excuse. I mean, obviously, the keepers played better than us and, and beat us, you know, but yeah. it, it was frustrating for both both our teams, I think. So to, to the point of like you were making with, with some tournaments are going to have like thousands of dollars in prize, and that's kind of what I think people have been hearing that that, that might be happening soon. Um, the, the thing is, is that it, it's not. I don't even think it's smart to have tournaments that have like that kind of prize pool. Well, right no, now. not yet. Definitely not. But yet. I think people are going to start doing it just because. Again, I feel like there's a race to become like this. You know, just the the, the tournament, right? The tournament kind of circuit or the tournament, the weekly tournament uh, that all the big teams will play or all the viewers, right, are going to you know going to know it as as yeah. this type of brand right getting a um, tournament early even if you did for yeah. some reason want to give five thousand dollars to hubris or not enigma which is pretty much what you're doing <laughs> yeah yeah um moving forward people would remember this one prestigious tournament and i guess you could kind of have a series like even thinking back to fighting games what was it the um i guess i don't remember holy shit i don't remember <laughs> never mind no, forget that whole point i was about to make back to those fighting games <laughs> Yeah, like like a year from now, you you could have the number two of that tournament. People would still remember, and it would still have some sort of a. They would, but once you establish a precedent, the the thing is, is that you're establishing a precedent. When you come out with like a five thousand dollar tournament, then all of a sudden everything kind of raises, or at least the next time you do a tournament, you kind of have to do the same amount, or it it looks kind of funny if you don't if you don't. So. I think that's it's, where it's not like, like anyone's doing this. We can talk about it when someone decides. I, I know, I know. Well, if, but, if somebody puts up five grand yeah. early, yeah. it also it makes anybody else that wants to run a tournament like, I yeah. don't have five thousand uh, dollars. Do I? Do we still do it? I mean, we. Just, I'll give you two hundred. Like you know, you yeah, get five thousand, yeah. but uh, maybe you can play ours. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like big money, big money tournaments, especially like in a beta. Yeah. I, Particularly this type of beta, where there's not very many, very many betas. Yeah, out there aren't there. enough. That's like the frustrating thing, though, right? Like there are yeah. people who want to host those tournaments probably right now. It's just that they don't want, they won't because there's not enough people in the beta yet. And it's like Blizzard mm -hmm. hasn't given a reasonable schedule in terms of like when people will be invited. Like they just had this big stress test weekend, and you know things yeah, ran can... generally well, right? So you think they'd be inviting more people this week, but it really hasn't happened so far, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know why that so hasn't happened. Weird. There's no but, word yeah. on it at all. No beta test weekend. Well, it seemed like everybody is taking a holiday. <laughs> I think what maybe That's what happened true. with so the, maybe, it's Thanksgiving, right? They don't want to have to rush and like you know if yeah. something goes wrong. And, yeah, they did and, cancel the Hearthstone wing. That's right. I mean, the Hearthstone yeah, didn't even did come out with, with their wing, so that's saying yeah. something. And we didn't, we didn't um, even get a chance to explore. Explore Alderman. We explored Alderman already. Yeah, exactly. No, but um, I hopefully we'll see some beta keys released or betas released this week. Um, because yeah, that'd be nice. I'm just a little bit worried about the pacing of it. I just don't want like organizers to try to like really ramp up all this stuff, prize money and things before the community is actually ready for it because we need more players, man. We need more yeah. people that actually. Well, like what Plate said, it's, it, 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 yeah. there, there are 
there's not enough people in the game right now. There are plenty of people that are extremely good players that don't even have access to this game yet. And they're just sitting there like, yeah, and we need to wish I could play. Just sitting there seething yeah. right now that we're even talking about it. Like, I know. We yeah. need more teams, too. We need more teams. Yeah. You need more players. Yeah. You just Absolutely. Blizzard, you're open beta, you're open beta weekend. Not open beta. You're, you're more open. Dented is the, the awesome yeah. word. It went well. Expanded. Hopefully it really does go open, like, very soon. I mean, I've heard all sorts of rumors about it doing it, you know. But will it, though? Because it's January or end of game. December. Who knows? Really? But... That soon? For open? Yeah. Like, wow. I don't know. I, you know, I don't... Sorry? I, really don't, I don't know if it's going to go open beta. It's, I mean, for a pay game, you you think they'd do... They'd let I don't anybody... know. I mean, that is, that is true. Battlefront did it. We'll see. Yeah, but Battlefront did it for, like, 30 they days, didn't did. they? Yeah, yeah, they didn't. They not even no no it was like well that's what i mean i i expected these these weekends to be open eventually when they can build the servers up to that and not give people unlimited access to their like you're saying 40 dollars. i mean you can make it like what like paladins right where you buy the game and then you get the access or whatever make that that's Here's that's a possibility yeah just the auto automatic yeah auto beta access i'm, yeah. I'm sure they'll do that as soon as like they can handle doing it yeah, I think once the the server stress testing is testing is um, at least in a stable state, they they'll be able to take on a lot. I mean, generally that's what happens with games, right? Like the initial, I, I think, uh, uh, load testing like is very sensitive, and you know they, they they correct a lot of things. But once you get to a certain point, I think that's when you can just start adding a ton of people. Someone's is... saying in chat, and I had heard this rumor as well, and I can could not find the place where it was verified, but I do remember hearing it that they said that the beta phase would end sometime in December, and it kind of left an implication that it might be down for like even a full month, and like come back up in late January or something like that. Really? What? No, that'd be terrible. I don't think. Oh that's my god! Happen, really? A couple of people have been saying that. Oh, it god. I can't remember. Like, <laughs> Don't do that. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. You're watching this podcast right now. Don't do it. <laughs> That's pretty good advice. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, yeah. Having it go it down for a down month for would be definitely. Month? I, yeah. We'll have to see <laughs> this a way to kill the hype for the game. We'll yeah. We'll I don't. I, I would be surprised if that actually happens. I mean, <laughs> that would be pretty shocking. Um all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about meta. Any anything that concerns you con pertaining to the meta right now, uh, Oplate, or just anything to do with just the characters, okay, well, the dynamics? No. no. What I wanted to talk about. Okay. All right. And all I'm right. surprised okay. you didn't bring it up when you're talking about the meta. Diva is on like every team. Diva is all over the place. I was seeing a lot of matches with double divas up against double divas, flying around, dog fights, flying everywhere every ten seconds, bombs <laughs> yeah. going off. The Euros don't use D.Va that much. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> oh, well, that's why they're not as good. Could be. What's your opinion on D.Va right now? I mean, I think D.Va is a little... It's a little stupid when, like, at the spawn, the spawn's so close. Like, obviously, you can see there, like, there's, like, a screenshot on Reddit from the the uh, Ghost of Gamers tournament when Hubers played us and they had, like, five D.Vas on last Winter Balter. <laughs> yeah. And it's like oh, they literally okay. can just fly out the spawn in one boost and get on the cart, and you can delay the cart for so long because you die and you're still contesting the cart, and then you're a little diva chick who you know has no hitbox, and like it's <laughs> I don't know, I mean it's ridiculous. But part of that is like the problems with their spawns being so close, mm -hmm. and not doing time differently, not, 
-hmm. yeah, like mm -hmm. the spawns being timed differently. So when you die like one at a time, especially with D.Va, because you can delay dying so long, you keep having one person spawn to keep coming into contest. You don't have like a spawn wave where, okay, they killed three people and it's like now they have, you know, an advantage in a fight or something. Plus the spawn's so close to so, like you can't class switch to react to the D.Va spam at all because if you switch like, you know, switch to like, you know, something that you think will counter it, which, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out what that, that might be. Maybe another Reinhardt. Maybe another Reinhardt or something. You still have to like run all the way across the map to get there or whatever. So, I mean, I think that's you know pretty big issue. I mean, I think Diva probably might have some issues. She might need a small nerf, but I'm not sure she's like that dominant right now. Um, I mean, her mobility is obviously like really, really amazing, and that's like so that's like would be an obvious thing to nerf for her. But that also is like so much of the fun of like playing her that I, I feel like it should they should change something else. Maybe make her. A little less survivable, like in her mech form, something like that. Well, there's the other thing too, where when she does get into the mech and she, you can still see her, but she doesn't have like a hitbox anymore, and you're damaging the mech instead of her. Yeah. You can't like prevent her from getting inside the mech. It's way too easy to just drop. You can it. still kind of kill her sometimes. It's really awkward, like sometimes, especially if you melee. Yeah. If you melee, you can like hit her for sure. But it's like, yeah, it's. Oh, it's as she's getting in, you can melee her. I think so. I don't know. There might be like some frames before she starts walking into it that I, you know i'm not really sure it's it seems like just out of nowhere like she's still climbing in it just like yeah. she doesn't exist anymore she's now the mech you can't hurt her which is a little unfortunate because she like you'd think she'd have to run somewhere safe and do it she can just plop it down anywhere and it actually deals damage and pushes people back when it comes you down. can still destroy the mech while she's getting in like super fast yeah. in a lot of classes because yeah. he's just a headshot it down but, <laughs> yeah but yeah in the chaos when there's like four of them yeah. It's, it's pretty much oh, yeah, on the card. They're it's all getting in. <laughs> right. Who do you go for? Funny to me that Diva was the character everyone thought sucked. And now I like. You I, thought sucked. I thought sucked. And I, I thought, why would you play Diva when you could play yeah. Winston? And now no yeah. one plays Winston because Winston can't hurt Diva. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't feel that powerful like when she was first released. Yeah. Like her guns don't really feel like they do that much damage, but you can like really kill people because you can get on them like you know super they close. Can't really get away ever. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get away ever. But what what would you do? You said besides mobility, would you? What else could you do? Like lower her health her damage, like, form or something. Be... Just like uh, lower the armor. I don't know. Yeah, Give her a little less armor. Very, that would yeah. kind of make not, that wouldn't like make sense for like the. Um, I guess the you know fantasy of the character. If you oh the lore of the Hyman character, yeah. If I, you like got rid of armor, would definitely be her hitbox as she gets in, just to be able to kill her a little bit easier. But I don't think that would be enough. Like the cooldown on her her dash is six seconds, which is which is very fast. Yeah, in terms of uh, cooldown ability. So yeah, she's, she's everywhere. Def she's definitely yeah, gonna move that a second or two, maybe. I mean, it would kind of. You know, I would just be annoyed like playing her if that happened because it's just so fun to like be able to dash around like that. But mm -hmm. uh, it might be reasonable. Um, I always think it's interesting too because a lot of people thought that the ult was like the super powerful part of her kit, like <laughs> right. when right. it's first launched, right? And the ult is like really not at all. Um, the ult yeah. is more like a way to get your mech suit back versus like actually like a powerful part. <laughs> well, at, at the time, I don't think people realized the heal basically that it couldn't no that it couldn't go through Reinhardt shield and stuff because that's just like. There's always a Reinhardt, and all he has to do is look at it for like a second and say, oh, it didn't do anything. I mean, yeah. it's still a very frustrating ult because like, I mean, I guess this happened to me more on like when I'm playing against Fnatic on EU servers, so I probably have like weird ping problems getting around corners, but 
like there's some walls that don't really block it fully or like yeah. you know the payload blocks it except sometimes it doesn't like if it's you know gibraltar there's like that little ramp on the last the very last part mm-hmm. and it's like if it makes the top of the ramp when you're behind the payload at the bottom it can still like get you i guess under the payload or something which is just super frustrating oh, like, well, here's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. Yeah, everyone described her ultimate as like oh a great way to like you can you can drop it on the point and everyone have to leave and you win the game have yeah. you ever won a game because of diva's ultimate well it kills you I too I have. <laughs> no. <laughs> no i don't just think so it happens i mean i think that there's probably ways that people haven't like abused it right like if you could figure out timings like launch the mech from a certain point where it's flying floating in the air and explodes mm-hmm. like in the air somewhere or something or a lot of people don't use it where they launch the mech and then they have their team like push behind it because like those people that are running to hide should be vulnerable, right? To like getting mm-hmm. mowed down by other people since they're just hiding behind yeah, what, or like when not I moving. As Diva, I people usually follow really done people. Yet, so even if I'm yeah. gonna die, because pe- no one turns around to look at you, they're busy running. You can <laughs> yeah. just follow someone and shoot them in the back. You That's usually you die when it's fun. So what if you could? What if you could cook it? What if like? You- you can just hold it I like, mean, that walk, would be like better, but you're talking about what you how you want to nerf her, right? So yeah, yeah. not make her better. Yeah, that would be yeah. a lot better. Yeah, and then it would be like a suicide bomb though, because it's already kind of hard to like get away a lot of the time unless you yeah. like launch it. But you like ski ball it, like you can do with the yeah. dash. Yeah. <laughs> ski ball. But what if you know your your Reinhardt could like charge your mech that's exploding? Like it can, he can charge. You just the push it into right? the right spot. You know? so, like oh, you oh, put it down and you just charge in with it. Yeah. Okay, that'd be pretty cool. Do that? Is that no? Does that not work? No, you yeah, can you, do it to the enemy. Reinhardt can charge the enemy mech that's exploding and like carry oh. it away to like save his team or something. Mordog can pull it as well. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't pull team. Suicide mission though, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think some. I think there might be some folks out there that that watch that that don't realize that the the alt is, is um, the damage actually deteriorates the further you get from it too, right? It's not like a straight thousand damage if it's just. Visible we, we talked about. The, the, I, yes. I we had no. I had yeah. There are, least, had no idea. It like kills you though in most classes, so it's just like whatever. Yeah, that's what. That's why most people think that though is because they just think that oh, if I'm visible, I'm just dead. Well, where it matters is it doesn't destroy Reinhardt's shield because his shield is 2,000 health. Well, but that doesn't matter how far away he is, right? But uh, generally speaking, I I definitely have seen a lot more people just shooting it in the air, right, just to get a a more spherical type of perimeter. But um, It lasts so long, it usually lands anyway. If it's in the air, does it do anything to the detriment of it being on the ground? Like if it's on the ground versus in the air, is there any difference? Oh. Oh, I mean, it's just harder to line a sight at when it's in the air, right? Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if they was like, oh, well, what about people like on a roof? It would get them if it blew up up there, but it's never going to yeah. blow up. Yeah. Yeah, but would, it, would it get the person on the roof and the person on the ground? Yeah, it's a spherical thing. How do spheres work? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure this one out. Hey, new, new meta. Go <laughs> shoot Hanzo's uh, his, his recon arrow, shoot that into a wall, and watch how it expands. And that, imagine... That's a sphere. That's what that is. <laughs> New meta. <laughs> so the cannon. What do you think of it? Is the cannon appropriate? I think the the actual stats on the cannon are what ha- I think half to three damage per pellet. I think that's what. Yes. Yeah, that's what the official uh, uh, DPS it's is. Better. I see, still see a lot of people saying like, I wish they buffer damage because that's like, that's like day one. I haven't played this character reaction that I had as well. But yeah. the way you can chase people down and just relentlessly keep hitting them in the head because you're usually like a bu- you're you're looking down at everyone because you're a giant mech. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. What about like a cooldown period? Do you think she she needs like not necessarily yeah, a reload, thing. but right? 
Like you can't well, fire for more than five to ten seconds because you'll you'll burn out or something. Well, she does walk while she shoots and slow down, which I think Super, is yeah. Sherry kind of has has that as like a nerf. You can get away from her because if she's shooting you, like she can't move, so you can just walk away, kind of. But you yeah, know, she moves at a really slow rate. Doesn't, like shut her down necessarily because <laughs> she'll just boost at you again in a couple seconds. But it, it gives you more options. I mean, the thing with her is like headshotting her is like very effective. Like, but and it's kind of easy to do when she's like facing you. But it's also like awkward because I don't feel like there's not that many things that like abuse her that well, especially in the current meta. It's like the best things to headshot her are like Hanzo or Widow, except that she kind of like destroys, you know, like Widow by getting on her. It's one of the reasons I, you know, after the Widow nerf, I think Widow is still viable and a lot of teams aren't running her. I think in EU, some of the teams are. Mm -hmm. But part of the reason why is also because like when Hubris ran her, we just ran the Divas and like destroyed, destroyed yeah. Widow. Like I this past weekend, we didn't run the divas as much. Just a couple points where we really needed the mobility. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't really run it full time as much. Like we used Winston some more because there's more Pharahs in the sky, and Winston Shield kind of helps protect those. Although Diva can get on the Pharah pretty decently too, so she's still good there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's there aren't that many things that like, <laughs> like a lot of the tank counters, like Reaper. I mean, Reaper does really well against her still. Like Reaper or like Roadhog. Um, shoot like pellet guns that are really <laughs> mitigating armor, right? Yeah, so yeah. she has tons of armor, so it's kind of like awkward. Yeah, she doesn't have. I feel like a lot of times what counters her is two people rather than one direct counter. Like you need this and this. It is true, especially because when she's shooting, she's like very immobile, so it's very easy to just to uh, focus her basically. Yeah, like she doesn't. Um, well, it's kind of like Roadhog. Roadhog's like powerful, but. You know, if you have two people shooting him, he kind of dies really quickly. He doesn't have like armor or mitigation. He's really good, like one v one and stuff. But you know, I guess to so maybe Sturge's point is there is there a single character counter to Diva? Like, there's usually you can call out different characters a lot of times when you're trying to counter somebody. But with Diva, is there a specific character you would just like single handedly counter her with? No, yeah, not really. I think that's I mean, part of this. Just the mobility. Stuff. It's really hard to counter like super mobile characters because. Mm -hmm. Just like Tracer, like, how do you counter Tracer? You can't really counter Tracer. You just kind of have to deal with Tracer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of that's just because of the mobility. Like, even if you're, you know, McCree can stun her and one-shot her, but even if you hit the stun, like, she can teleport out or whatever, you know, before you kill her half the time, yeah. unless you find some headshots. So, you know, it's kind of like that in a lot of ways, I think. Is there a certain... Is. is there a certain character or a certain ability you'd like to see in, in one of the you know, classifications of characters right now? Like, is there a support ability or a, a tank ability you'd like to see? or Just to specifically yeah, counter D.Va? Well, not to counter D.Va, but just generally right now That's that you feel like is missing. I mean, I think there should be, like, more supports that are more viable. I kind of want to see, like, a support that has, like, a hit scan gun that kind of just does chip damage to, like, help shoot down things like Farah or something, or, you know, I don't know, maybe add a little long-range damage. But I'm not sure what the rest of the kit would, would have. Um, I've I mean, wanted I something like a Crusader's Crossbow where you get to shoot people and heal them. That that would be fun. It's like the only that would be cool. healing that... Terma brought this up last week where they yeah. kind of have all the supports, the base supports. But like four is... For like one of the most important classes to be picking, only picking Mercy is kind of a disappointment. I mean, the problem is like if you're Mercy or Lucio, you're doing like 5,000 to like 8,000, <laughs> 9,000 healing a game. Yeah. None of the other sports can come close. Like Zenyatta has healing, but he doesn't really do the same thing. 
And the thing with Zenyatta also is that, like, I always feel like Zenyatta is viable when we play a lot of teams, and then when we play, like, Hubris, I don't, because it's just, like, they kill you so much better than everyone well, else we play. And I've seen Symmetra drop very, off. Very hard. Are you seeing any Symmetra at all? Like, for a while, I think people were using it, like, the whole, like, oh, maybe we can get a teleport and yeah. hold this point, but I don't even think people have been trying to I mean, do that. People still use it, but, like, since the first week, I don't think us or Hubris really ever thought it was, like, that viable, like, on anything, really, because it's just, it's like, it's like you're, I don't know, like this weird snowball like risk hero or where you're like saying that, okay, we're just so much better than the other team that we're going to win like 5.5 v6 and then get a teleporter and just like dumpster them basically with the teleporter. Yeah, I think that's another thing that's bringing Zenyatta down because he's good with the 200 health, but you're never going to have a Symmetra and a Zenyatta on your team to... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And a to throw him armor. Sure, why not? That's going to yeah. be a team. What's disappointing to me is not that, that there's not enough supports right now, is that we've been explicitly told that no other characters are coming into the game for, you know, yeah. the 21 heroes, 21 heroes, 21 heroes. So I think that's more disappointing to me. Is not necessarily... Oh, you're going to get hyped when they, when they show you the new one. Well, yeah. no, I mean, but, but it's like the four supports, I mean, we, we can all sit here and be like, oh, I wish you can't wait for a new... Yeah, I'm getting one. <laughs> if we're all I mean, it was really oh. annoying at BlizzCon. They released three new heroes. They had five in every role except for support yeah. before BlizzCon, and they didn't release like a new support at BlizzCon. The other thing with the supports too is that like Symmetra's incredibly niche. Like even if she was viable, she'd still only be viable mostly on defense, where the teleporter is like super good on first points, and she'd mostly be viable on first point defense. But like right now, she has so many problems with her. It's just like. You know, I, I guess they've said that is she one of the ones that you might rework, kind of like yeah. Torbin and Bastion. I think they might, but there's all always all that talk about how she's like the number one win rate, and again, she was number one win rate. So you know, <laughs> yeah, they they posted I, that that, that yeah. image, right? Of... Winning in pubs compared to like a structured yeah. team, like you're. Totally different. I feel like she has the highest win rate because there's one person that has the light bulb go up above their head and is like, I can counter these Bastions. No one else understands how to defeat at low level here. Like <laughs> shooting through the what shield. she counters and what yeah. she does, like rarely. <laughs> It's so situational. The 50 health... We're going on that list. Like, the, the Torbjorn, like, win rate on that list is, like... Well, didn't they already just explain that the reason why yeah. Torbjorn is... It's new players don't really understand or they don't really do well yeah. against the Torbjorn or Bastion? They walk out into the turret and die instantly, and they're like, this is okay. On the other side. Right. Do very well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm just disappointed that we can talk about support heroes and what, what they can add and what they can't add, but... It's been officially stated that we aren't getting any new heroes until, at the very least, until after the game is released. And to me, I find it's... that to be a massive mistake. Well, that's my opinion. I mean, it's, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's they, really they can awkward. still rebalance stuff. I mean, it's not yeah. that they, they, they might have been new heroes, but they can redesign, rebalance existing characters. It's, it's right? really awkward, though, because, like, they say they don't want anyone to be, like, required, basically, but, like, I mean, maybe in pubs that's true, but that's because, like, the level of play isn't very high, but it's, like, right now, it's, like, Lucio Mercy kind of are required. Like, their healing is... Is it too strong? Is the healing them. just too strong? I don't oh, the healing has to be strong because you die in yeah. one hit yeah, anyway. Yeah, I know, like, right? It, okay. I mean, it's this created this a, a weird dynamic that, you know, a lot of people don't like. like I think I always think it's interesting because... A lot of people act like headshots are this thing like designed for pro players and things like that. <laughs> but most of the pro players, like even like, you know, the Quake players or whatever, who you think would be like, you know, oh, these godly skilled players who would love headshots because they can hit them all the time, like don't like headshots in the game because it's basically 
it's almost random. Like even if you're hitting them at a higher percentage than other people, it's still like one shotting people a lot of the time. I, which I makes love the game random and fights random, and it's just it's like frustrating. The time to kill is like super. It's, it's low. It's very low in this game. I love the McCree right clicks where one of them yeah. just happened to hit them in the head, and that's like. <laughs> Well, that's what do you mean? It's, it's the so shooting pattern, there. man. I mean, often, like with McCree, you just mid-range right-click because, yeah. you know, you land two headshots and you kill, like, anyone, even from mid-range or something, and it happens, like, I, I want to ask, I mean, because you, you play, you're, you're a very competitive, you're a very good player. Do you think headshots should be in the game? Probably not. Unless I mean, I, if you keep character. them, I would lower the like modifier on them to like 1.3 or something. I mean, it would change the way the game works a lot if you did that, but I think it would be better and you might have to rebalance. Like maybe you need to buff some damage for some other heroes or something. Oh. I don't know, but. What about like... just, I mean, if for me, I would probably take specifically a couple of abilities like scatter shot, headshotting someone. It's already yeah. random. Enough. That's what I was yeah. going to bring up. I'm going to say, bad. cause doesn't it start to feel sometimes like a random crit in TF2? I mean, they've already, yeah, it definitely does a lot of things, especially Hanzo. Like, Hanzo's like the worst. It's because it's just like, I don't know, he's not that great. He's okay, and like you can just spam arrows and get headshots all the time, and that hitbox to get the headshots with the arrows is like very big. It's really frustrating because it just feels like there's nothing you can do against it, and it's like 90% of the time he'll miss, but then the other times he'll just die instantly, and it's just like, well, that's stupid, you know? Yeah, and it's like with the... between. Yeah, and then it's like with the mechanics for building ult, it's really awkward because most of the heroes gain about the same amount of ult for taking damage as they, as they do for dealing it. Mm. But when you take damage, your mercy can heal that damage up and then your team builds more ult charge than mm -hmm. the other team did for dealing damage, which is like horrible because you're punished for dealing damage basically. Yeah, I, I, And that's it makes characters thing. like Junkrat like horrible in a lot of ways because you do tons of damage, but it's just all this damage that Lucio just heals up in the back because you can't finish people off from range with him. So there's a lot of awkward interactions like that that are like really frustrating and it hurts the viability of some characters or like how they, you know, you think they might work, I guess. Well, that, that kind of led to the same discussion we had last week, which was there's like ults are just happening so frequently because you can't yeah. just, you can't just farm, farm ult abilities like that. I think the point about Junkrat is, is a really good one that I hadn't considered. His whole character is designed around building ult for the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, and then like his ult, even if you build his ult by doing the damage, it's like not. It's like one of the worst ults in the game too. So it's like really, really awkward like to play him. He's okay in some parts and some maps because like doing that much damage is pretty good, especially if you have like classes that I guess can like follow up on it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really awkward, and it's like so it's like okay that maybe that means the healing's too high because you can't do like all that chip damage and then like punish them for it. But if the healing wasn't high, you know, it'd be kind of ineffective just because of the amount of damage that's in the game so i'm not sure where the the you know median point is i think this is almost a problem they kind of had with heroes of the storm in some ways too in terms of balancing healers but i just like to see them try things right mm -hmm. like i mean the game's in beta obviously but this is a beta try something just try like throw it out there do something crazy for like a week and just see what happens just collect numbers and that's what we're here for you know that all the people that are testing yeah. the game I think we said last week, it, they, they've said they're changing toward Run and Bastion, but it won't be ready for until next year. Just, we don't, just do just it. Throw it in, just go. Just throw it in, just <laughs> roll it in there. Roll it in there like a ski ball and let's see what happens. Well, I mean, they have to test it <laughs> themselves <laughs> first, guys. I mean, there's there's definitely some some type of pre-testing they have to do before. Oh, pre-testing, just get it in. <laughs> just throw it out there. 
Now all of a sudden. Just get, I don't even care if like my animations don't work. <laughs> <laughs> to to oh a certain God. degree, I, I would like to see them test more stuff and be less yeah. scared of looking perfect. Like Blizzard wants everything to look like we we had the right idea the whole time and here it is like fully polished. Yeah. It's like a problem, but not idea. also because it's like, okay, Blizzard is like, everything is so great with them. It's like perfectly done and stuff, but it's like, it just feels like their QA process takes way too long and they can't like, put updates into any of their games like you know at a timely enough fashion for you know the current well, like gaming so, world i guess almost i mean at the same time aren't, aren't we kind of, aren't we somewhat of the problem too like the reason that they don't do that i mean look look what happened right with with this Maybe. data so far it's like all these little things whether it's you know no kill fees no this no that i mean people are just you know not wanting to play the game just because of, of things that they're trying out right not things that they're they're settled well, on i I yeah, think so, so far, every the name balance though, change like, they've made. I know, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it's like people don't treat this as a beta. People treat this as like a, a pseudo-release for the, the actual game. Every balance change they've made so far, I think was a really good change that needed to be made. They haven't made that many. I mean, McCree got nerfed, he needed it. Mercy, they tried to. It wasn't, it wasn't the right idea, and they went for it, and it didn't work, which, again, is what I'm happy to see, that they tried something. We know they're working on it. Everything, like Widowmaker got toned down a little bit. They haven't done something that was just like dumb, so it's you could say that about the changes that they have made. I kind of want them to do dumb. <laughs> German saints really... try to do crazy things, though. <laughs> I, I, I mean, not not moderate things. Not not necessarily dumb things, but just <laughs> if, if they have all these ideas, right? They have all these things that they want to do, and oh, we're well, we're gonna we're gonna you know we'll put it through testing. We're gonna we're gonna put it out like some point next year. It's like well, if. If we are a, if we're a beta, right? Beta is what? What are we supposed to be doing? Like the whole design of a beta is you have it's a beta testing. It's we're supposed to be testers. We're not supposed to be like marketing. Well, that's what I'm here. saying. Well, I think some stuff has come out of the testing. Mother, yeah. didn't like Widow, I mean, she didn't get nerfed through any of the alpha. She went into beta and they nerfed her a little bit. I mean, the Mercy thing is a weird one because like at BlizzCon, you know, they talk, they've talked about they might nerf like the range of the ult or things like that, and it's like they could easily put that change in. You know, I think uh, Kaplan mentioned it in that video he did. He mentioned that they have other ideas too, and it's like they could easily have put any of these changes in just to test it some more, but they haven't. It's like why? Why not? You know, like they they're already considering these things. Like they could just gather more data, just have it in for a week, like they did with the original Mercy nerf or something. Yeah, I think usually shown that they'll do it. Yeah, I think usually you'd be, you'd be worried about like annoying your your player base too much and like there's too much of a, like a meta and we don't want to like change every, but no one's even playing the game yet i know there has that, yeah that's why like I'm this is the there's perfect not people time. in the beta to complain about the game yeah like every, not everyone's gonna be like oh i remember when mercy you died you know you don't <laughs> i remember <laughs> watching it when that happened <laughs> no, no the whole point no, of the beta though is true, also to complain true. and give feedback you know we're I mean, doing it training is like the default form of of that Maybe that's not the most constructive way to do it, but look, there's, there's, I think there's a difference between complaining and like wanting to love the game. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, this game sucks. Uh, Mercy sucks. Torbjorn sucks. I uh, you suck. Like, no, it's it's <laughs> not that. It's just these are things that, as a lot of people are playing, they're finding that they want to see more changes, more balance issues come up, and it's not a question of like complaining about, oh, we're I was just trying to improve the game. I mean, I think we all like we all love the game. It's just it's a matter of just trying to you know have yeah, it. Everybody in this game. call likes the game like yeah. a lot. It's just it's mm -hmm. a question of we want we want the game to be very good. I mean, it is frustrating that 
like it's been out for a couple weeks and still you like attack the last point you kill the mercy at the start of the push and then she just respawns and literally in the spawn she just reses the entire team it's just like you can't do anything about it it's just stupid yeah, you know, the, it's like the global. Why is that still in the game? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. It's just weird. And there's like so many ways they could deal with it that they just aren't trying yet. You know, in terms of like on the beta server, which is kind of like the point of the beta, right? So I, I don't know. And, and then we end the podcast, and there's a patch. Everyone was really Great pissed job, off guys. about like Great some job. of the Widowmaker and the Mercy damage boost and stuff, and going on about it. And like again, like the next day, it was changed, and I was like, oh, what, what, what do you got to say now? <laughs> so. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it is hard to say things and and not entirely know the direction they're going. I, I saw some complaints that like Blizzard they needed to be more vocal. I mean they're tr- they they did do the the Jeff Kaplan like he he made the video, but it, it would be nice to to have like a regular but, thing. But what did he really say? I think I think every sure game might have a change. Every game oh. when it comes to the balance team or the designers, like we always want to know more, you know what I mean? And being as transparent as possible. Uh, I, I understand that when there's things that they haven't even just, just fully developed themselves, you know, out just internally. But um, I have this feeling that they're, they, they could tell us a little bit more. And maybe if Jeff did just more and more of these videos, right? Maybe even like once a week or twice a week or twice a month or something like that. I, it it, it seemed good. to be in a format that it probably will happen again. It's yeah. not like... I, again, I don't want to make it sound like they are dead silent and they like don't. No, want to definitely not. They've done a lot. Um, they've they, they've yeah. done a lot. They yeah. have. They've done a lot of things in this last at least two or three months. They've scrapped whole projects. They're redesigning things. And this is not, you know, the four of us all ganging up on Blizzard talking about how bad no, they are no. balancing their beta. It's just, it would be nice. I mean, this day and age, right? The the world we live in, the gaming world we live in now, is very open. A lot of devs, many devs, open up their games to everybody. They tell them everything. And, and when Blizzard is one of these kind of secretive, closed-off kind of companies where they don't talk a whole lot about what they're working on, a lot of people get upset because it's just kind of the status quo right now to be an open game dev and, like, talk about everything you're doing. It's just kind of what it's like now. Yeah, Especially when you're trying to, like, have maybe a microtransaction model, which we don't know for Overwatch. Exactly. We assume that's kind of the direction that will happen with you know, some well, of the see, things that yeah, with see, with the monetization, but... I feel like they don't have that completely mapped out yet. So that that's probably why they haven't said much about it. But in terms of the balancing and design of the characters, they probably could give us a little bit more insight as to what they're trying or you know what they're they're doing. I, I know, like in StarCraft, for instance, it's been like years of progression to the point where finally the, the balance team literally posts almost once a week as to what they're trying with this and you know there's there's test servers too that we can all you know try things they're trying things out on and so it took years and years for starcraft 2 to get to that point and you know hopefully overwatch can can get there a little bit faster uh, even hearthstone too like of course the entire community is always like what's up with this card or what's up with this card you know and, and the team's like constantly trying to answer these questions uh, mm-hmm. each and every week so it's it's a common I mean, issue yeah. it's a common issue the balance issues are another thing where it's just like the game's so new and people haven't played it where it's really hard to like, you know, even like the competitive community, it's really hard to know what's really right, right. or, mm-hmm. you know, how the balance really works out because things really constantly change. I mean, you know, like last week, everyone was talking about, you know, Diva is still obviously the big topic, but last week everyone was talking about how it was so super OP because we, you know, used two Divas basically on everything to beat Hubris or whatever. But this week it's like, 
I don't think doing that is that viable on most maps, you know, maybe in some sections or for certain things you're trying to do, especially in part because now Widow's not used, but maybe, you know, that's also Widow's not used as the nerf, but also because of the diva, it's hard to tell. So, you know, it's like things are just constantly changing. You don't really know. Um, well, you need sample size go or how things are going to work. Yeah. You need sample size and you want the players to innovate and, mm-hmm. and actually try to fix the meta themselves, right. Or figure out a different meta themselves and, Figuring out how much time is necessary for that to happen before yeah. it is required, you know, like a, a, some type of change is required, is is a tricky thing, you know. And it's. I mean, that said, there are um, like binary issues, I guess. Like widow, the widow nerf, I think, was definitely deserved in part because, like, there were things like Diva could kind of counter widow or get on widow and kill her, but if you kill like the Diva or something, the widow can just kill your whole team, and there's literally nothing like anyone can do about it a lot of the time, especially because yeah. her mobility allows her to reposition you know, get above everyone. So it's like things like that were just too punishing, I guess, in terms of like the way the counters worked out, which I, I don't think is very good for the game. If like you have to like have this class to really, really hard counter this class or this other class will just completely destroy you, which is kind of like where that was. And right now it kind of feels like Farah might be near that place because in part because people aren't running Widow as much, so it's hard to tell, but you know, it, it might be there. I mean, I think she might need like damage drop off on her rockets at range or something like TF2 hmm. style, but we'll see. Sir, you're gonna say something. It's everything's in a. I, I do like the general balance of where everything is, but I think the main point was going back to like we know that they know that Mercy's ultimate is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, Mercy's and even as a temporary yeah. change, I feel like that wouldn't have been that hard. There's nothing you can really like adapt that you know like counter that with so yeah that, that's a that's a change i, I, I would see. really like to see some big experiments with how um, ultimates are built and stuff like that and even just making it like 20 percent slower build or something mm-hmm. that would yeah. help like yeah, i think they should reduce the um amount you build from taking damage because i think it's like too rewarding I and mean, obviously you would need like anti-snowball mechanics somehow but i don't know there's a lot of weird weird things and it's like hard put, to figure put out them all on a cooldown yeah. <laughs> we got cool that down. might actually work i mean i feel like that would be kind of awkward because a lot of teams just wait for certain moments because you don't want moments well, where that, i think that's another thing that actually is is good like a lot of the casters yeah. are saying it's so chaotic and there's so mm-hmm. much going on you never know when someone has an ult like you could be able to actually build up to these moments where like it's about to happen this is what yeah. we're going to see guys I mean, that could be it might be a good UI issue as well for a spectator you know what i mean being able to know exactly how much percentage somebody has at any given moment yeah it is but it's also like i mean the way it builds is not you know obviously non-linear like a reaper can have 50 percent ult it's like oh he's not going to get it for a little while well, I mean, then like three shots. Shots or whatever. <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about last week we talked about how like ult should be slower yeah it should, there should be less of them how much slower yeah that's about I mean, the other they're they're still awkward in a lot of ways too it's like on defense you can use say you use two ults to wipe their team is that good like you just basically gave them ult advantage. That means they're going to respawn yeah. and push you with all their ults. It, it is very have. awkward. The more you think about it, the more you realize, wait, I should not have killed that person because I just, they didn't have ult. I gave it to yeah. them. Now they have it. Like, I shouldn't be fighting people in this FPS game. I mean, it, it, you know, delaying <laughs> them and getting that extra time by forcing them to respawn is a good thing, but it's like, yeah. you know, is it, valuable enough i don't you know yeah, you don't, I mean, it, yeah it definitely can be more valuable to have the team a lot of really synced awkward up. things like yeah. that, that yeah. with the way the game currently works and i'm not really sure how to fix that problem like you can make it so that they lose ult charge when you kill them so it's more valuable but that 
could have a host of other problems too. Like then you'd have even more snowballs. Like right now you even get, can get snowballed in some maps by like Zarya ults because she's Zarya ults. They wipe your team and she builds it so fast that she just has it again. Like even before you get your own ults back because she did a bunch of damage while wiping you or whatever. Um, and that they, they did take that off of May. May used to build ult while her yeah. blizzard was out. They could do the same for a couple characters, but I feel like there is a much larger, more complicated problem behind mm -hmm. individual characters building their ult too fast. Yeah, I don't know. It's like there's a lot of really hard issues. I think with, with the way those those interactions work right now. Where... Yeah, but they can experiment with it, though. I mean, that's definitely actually, something they can immediately try. Yeah, in the alpha, I'm pretty sure that early on, Symmetra's teleporter was on a 45 second cooldown. It was like not like the other. Was it really? At all. Wow. Sure. That's, I mean, Symmetra's that's... teleporter has. Yeah, I don't know. It has so many issues. I mean, it's like really frustrating if you actually get it and then you put it down and then like Genji can right click twice. <laughs> no, right. It's dead. And it's just yeah, like you can't here. stop that from happening. He's just so mobile. He gets there. Like, what do you do? You know, it's just like. There's an issue too sometimes with your teleporter where it's like, like ruins it's... the whole effectiveness of your character, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely. I don't know. There's a lot of weird issues, and like I, I, you know, like you said, the general balance is good. In general, it's good even if you're like running, you know, Lucio, Reinhardt, Mercy, or something all the time. It's still pretty good overall. And most of the characters have some kind of niche, or they're at least viable some way. I think, but it's like there's only 21 characters, and they're not going to add any more later. So. Um, and they've said they don't want, you know, certain characters to be required at all. So it's like, how do they fix that problem for like Lucio and Mercy right now when there's only the four supports yeah, and I don't the other they have aren't problem kind of already exists is what you're saying. You know? Yeah. So it's like, how, you know, I don't, I don't know how they deal with that. I mean, obviously you can make Symmetra more powerful, so maybe she is viable, but on certain niche points of certain sections of maps or something and not, you know, as a full-time healer, which could work. I mean, Zenyatta, I think could be fixed in some way too. Or maybe the meta shifts where people get better at him and he is a little more viable or protect him better. But um, I, I don't know. It's yeah. like it's it's really tough to to see how they like handle some of those things. I guess. Yeah. So do it now. Want <laughs> more changes and be more vocal about it. Do it now. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, why don't we take some questions now? Um, for those of you that have some, there's definitely some that's posted in the uh, ChainmanV.tv post here. But if you have any questions that you want to ask us right now on the show go ahead and tweet it to at chainmanv or you can post it in this uh this website post which i will put in the chat right now either either one will be i'll, I'll take a look at but first question is a question from last week that i, I didn't get a chance to ask a question for stern german considering your big roles back in the tf2 community what what do you plan on what do you plan going into the future are you going to be Community figureheads for both. Will you stay with Overwatch and not look back, or will the Overwatch interest soon deteriorate? Coming from a longtime fan. P.S. Everybody wants to see this happen. Everybody wants to see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what does everybody want to see happen? Exactly. That's a gag from like 2012. I, yeah. I, I think right now for the both of us, oh, okay. like as a general, we're both being flexible. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I want to. I'm trying my hardest to like stick with Overwatch and see where it's gonna go, and like do everything I can to stream. But at the same time, no one's playing it yet. So, like, should I keep going? Matchmaking for TF2 is still going to come out. So, I, I mean, just, I'm just waiting to, to see. Yeah. Is matchmaking going to come out? Is it? <laughs> is it ever? Is it going to come out? It's um, a good question. Honestly, I think it's just, I whatever I'm going to have fun with is what I'm going to play, and it doesn't matter what the game is. 
I mean, I yeah. could play Overwatch for six months straight. If I'm having fun, I'm going to keep playing it. Or, you know what? I might load up TF2, matchmaking comes out, some more updates come out. If I have fun in TF2, I'm going to play TF2. Whatever I play, just be damn well knowing it's what I'm currently having fun with. It doesn't have to be Overwatch so, uh, yeah. or TF2. Either one. All right. So that that was from Renee Mo Moheritic. Uh, another question, Eric Slinning Corsness. Okay, a lot of years here. What's the hardest part of transitioning from? This is for all of you guys. What's the hardest part for transitioning from TF2 to Overwatch? For example, do you find yourselves having to kick habits from TF2 gameplay to get better, or are things about Overwatch that completely goes against things you've learned from years of playing TF2? I think the first four hours that I started playing, like four or five hours of just being in Overwatch, it felt so odd. The rockets on Farah, I couldn't predict a single shot. The speed of the rockets, just like everything and takes you rockets. a little while to adjust to. <laughs> yeah. But then like, you're like, oh, no, I get it. it. Everything makes a lot of sense. Like from playing TF2, like a scout's awesome. I love playing a scout. I thought I'd like Tracer. I don't know. At best, I realized I don't like Tracer. I thought like, it doesn't line up because it's not really a shotgun. But other than that, it's, ultimates. it's an pretty, FPS game. Pretty similar. It was ult ultimates for me. It was n knowing what ultimates did what, when people were going to like, typically use them, like and which ones can instantly kill you. They're the ones that were the hardest for me. Yeah, you're going to get really mad at Tracer. I, those of you that watched my first like couple of streams for the game of how irritated I would get at Tracer. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't get like the, the instant like did the stuck on you boom it's just like what just happened to me I'm playing a first person shooter why am i instantly dead that type of stuff yeah. is uh like ultimates really yeah, i mean figuring out like when you're gonna get one shot or not is probably one of the hardest things to figure out i think in tf2 there it's a lot more forgiving in that regard like you know, if you peek and take spam or something you're not just gonna die instantly because there's damage drop off on everything in the game other than sticky traps right so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's probably the biggest thing. And then there's all the ultimates to put in into contention. I mean, I think in a lot of ways it does play fairly similar. I mean, I don't know. It's been, it's, I haven't played like TF2 in so long that, you know, I guess for me it was maybe an easier transition to Overwatch. Um, so yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing, though, is like figuring out when, when you can actually like fight people and not get instantly killed. Yeah. I, the biggest thing is to know who to respect when I think the, like the first biggest lesson I got was I should not go stand near a McCree. I will die. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm at the point now too, where I feel like everyone needs to learn like scattershot is it insta kills you. Like just identify you're, you're around a corner. He's about to shoot it. Like you can stand in a position where it's like less likely to splash you. And... All right. Jeff P. Jeff P from Twitter asks, do you think there's room for other people to run tournaments with Ghosty running weeklies? Seems difficult to attract teams so busy. Uh, yeah, we pretty much talked about this in the beginning. Yeah. You just need you need to be Mr. Moneybags and have a reason why people would play in yours instead of... Bags? Yeah. You just need I more mean, players. More people what other reason care. besides money would people join your tournament instead of Ghostu Gamer? Well, I mean, you can set up a different format. Not, I mean, you dressed up like a fucking clown. <laughs> You're the only guy that was dressed like a clown. Oh, you can play in other, all these other tournaments, but is there is the guy running a dress like a clown? How would you know that before the tournament? The You'd make a post on r slash Overwatch and say, "Hey, I'm really the clown want, man." Do you really want a clown caster? Yeah, dude. Why not, <laughs> man? Are you serious? Bozos, yes. weeklies. 
Dude, that, that it is two. Like... It is 2-11. Uh, the date is Monday, the 30th of November, 2015. Patent pending. I just came up with that. I'm going to be the clown caster. The clown hey, man, caster. you got to do, do something to differentiate yourself. I think there's still room. I don't think... I still I don't think at this point you need giant prize pools to do it. I mean, Oplade, you could, you could obviously speak to this. But I, I think that... Um, it's just about coming up with some kind of unique aspect to your tournament, you know, whether it's a format yeah. kind of thing or it's a right now uh, people are still trying out formats where I think yeah, that's enough it's... to get people to try things. That's the whole reason. Well, a big reason why fish sticks was like, Hey, we like, there was no stopwatch and sombrero. Let's like, there's no tournament this weekend. Let's host one. Yeah. And, uh, Joshy, the King of the watch, right? That's a King of the Hill format. Yeah. That's a, that's a different type of thing. So I guess Huber's on this it's, week. It's so all getting grabbed up quickly though. This is the end yeah, game. Yeah. Right. This is, this isn't like two years ago, three years ago, where you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> people... Two years ago in Overwatch, there was. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, just generally, where people, you know, weren't, weren't starting these type of weekly events. For... Everybody's pretty savvy to all this stuff, so things it's are starting one. quick. And hey, it's only on Sundays, right? Go to gamers, you know. They're yeah, still Saturday. there's there's still weekdays too, which is. I mean, I'm just scared that no, the, no, we're going to have way yet. too many things, and that's going to be. I mean, that's great for you, played as a player, but as a viewer like i don't want to be seeing hubris verse not enigma every single day of the week <laughs> I mean, we, we can watch yeah, a lot players. of the scrims anyways more players more teams okay. will form that's all yeah teams. that's what we need we just need more teams right now to help facilitate okay uh let's see next question we have uh from Massie Sprauka poland he's like a regular person that asks questions with a hefty price tag in comparison to tf2 which is free uh free to play or even dirty bomb do you guys think it will be possible to build a big enough player base to sustain the game for years? Watching the streams, it doesn't seem like a game that would go as big as other cheaper class-based FPS games did. Well, unfortunately, oh, you, you go ahead. <laughs> Back in the day, TF2 used to cost money. Yeah. TF2 for a long time was a standalone product that you could buy outside the orange box. You could buy it on Steam. And Think of how that game was before unlockables, right? TF2 before any unlockables that were in the game, it took like at least a couple of years for that to happen, right? 2008 to like late 2008 is when the first unlockable was in the game. Something like that took like at least a year. People played that game a lot. There was a lot of people that played. That was pay to entry. TF2 was a fantastic game, nine classes. And that was pretty much what you were paying for. It wasn't until that big free-to-play update where they made the game free-to-play and had all these hundreds of unlockables in the game that i mean more people's a lot more people did start to play but it's not like tf2 was some unknown game that nobody cared about before the free-to-play update i mean we were all of us were probably all of us in this call were probably playing it mm -hmm. at that time so i don't think it's necessarily an issue i would i mean yeah tf2 was like 20 dollars, but it is hard to compete 40... with the fact that tf2 also has existed since then yes. it's not like it doesn't exist right now and overwatch is like the new one <laughs> right because there are still games there are still like dirty bomb and all, all this other stuff going around and unfortunately the biggest thing going for this game right now is that it's a blizzard game that's well it's also going to be on consoles too i mean it, it's, it is you know that's that's a large player base that's a large viewer base too. Oh, so was i mean that's like I know. it was also released on console as well yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the console play makes a big there. difference, especially because like you don't play with or against each other, right? Like the console's its mm -hmm. own separate thing. Um, did TF2 ever even patch one exploit or anything? In did they ever give one patch to the consoles? 
I don't think they did. Didn't they like abandon <laughs> all development on console after they like launched it? I, I think there was some uh, licensing thing with they, they didn't want to pay Microsoft to like have to. <laughs> oh my like, god! Stupid, so they never did it. Yeah, well, I guess to answer your question, I I think we we think that there it can sustain for years to come. That's for sure. It's just a matter well, of how big it can it. get. Yeah. I mean, it's the developers are very into continued support. Blizzard isn't going to make yeah. it like a new IP and go. I guess that was it. Have fun, everyone. Like yeah, six months. It that's might it, guys. Take a couple of years. <laughs> they released Diablo the two like, patches like ten years after the game was out. You know, it's like they're, how many games they're like the original developer that was doing that support. So. Yeah. How like old Blizzard is Counter Strike? Games like Blizzard doesn't have, like they're not like a huge oh it's like EA or Activision. I mean, oh, technically, I guess they are kind of Activision sort of. <laughs> they but... are Activision. Okay. It's a it's a double. There there are two. Uh, well, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. So when you have like like less than six games, you you have like four franchises to care about to worry about. It's not like they're gonna release Overwatch. And be like, yeah, remember that game we made that was like fun like seven years ago, Overwatch? No, they're, they're gonna support the hell out of it. It's all online. They're gonna support the hell out of this game for years. Blizzard doesn't really abandon titles. Look at like Diablo 3. Diablo 3 still, <laughs> everybody had an issue with Diablo 3 at launch. They like oh, rebooted the whole game. They got rid of the lead designer. They brought in a new guy. They put it on expansion. They put out like a dozen patches. Like it's, don't worry. Don't worry about Here, Everyone yeah. says Heroes of the Storm is like a dead esport that like no one watches it, no, no one plays true. it. Right. It's not true. Yeah, it's not true. But, but if like Heroes of the Storm is already so much bigger than TF2 is. And if you're saying TF2 is the direct comparison in terms of like a competitive thing, I don't think Overwatch can be any smaller than Heroes of the Storm was. So it's not like there's a death sentence at the end of this beta. I mean, the question though is like, is it going to be bigger than like the other competitors that are coming out, you know, like Paladins or Battleborn or you know, Lawbreakers or whatever? <laughs> Just names There's a bunch of there. like not good games. You know, different <laughs> games coming out that are in this kind wow. of shop. Hey, yeah, that's not, well, that's, that's, not, that's not a fair thing to say. I think that's going back to the, it's a Blizzard game and it automatically gets put to the top of that list by a lot of people who aren't going to go, like, I don't. Lawbreakers might be a lot of fun, but I don't think it's going to break into like the big esports scene in the same way that Overwatch could easily be in that same space. Uh, how much Paladins did you play? Um, how much fun did you have playing Paladins? I played about ten hours of Paladins. It's pretty fun. You enjoyed it's it. It's also right? like it's like um, a lighter experience. Like it's easy just yeah. to go in there and just shoot people and have fun. But I think it it doesn't have the same depth as like Overwatch does in terms of like the interactions that you have in the game. Also, like three years behind in development. Competition breeds innovation. Well, so, and, and you know, it, we're getting a bunch of them. You guys compare it. You, you brought the Heroes of the Storm comparison too, sir. It, Heroes of the Storm is completely different too, because when it, Heroes of the Storm was introduced into a um, a genre of game that already had two heavily entrenched, you know, competitors esports. Well, that's, Overwatch, that's, there's not. Here's you know, the also completely different though, because it's free to play in Overwatch. Yeah, it's won't free to play. Be. So yeah, that's something true. that like makes a, a difficult comparison as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which is kind of like the initial question, right? I I, so, I still I'm, think not having competitors like entrenched competitors like going into the esports is a bigger thing though. I think that that allows for for Overwatch to have a little bit more flexibility than than Heroes of the Storm did. I'm just saying. 
as a class-based FPS, I think it will be the biggest in its genre in terms of competitive nature. But how big that means, that that doesn't mean like Counter-Strike big, League big. Doesn't have to be, guys. Like, it doesn't have to yeah. be the biggest. I mean, e it doesn't it have to be, to be a successful esport. Yeah, it'll. It's gonna it's do fine. That. Yeah, it's gonna do fine. But my, I mean, my worry is that just they're kind of capping the growth in terms of like the systems they'll have behind it. Like, I think Hi-Rez Studios and Valve do a good job of like supporting the scenes with these other systems, like the in-game item systems that they have that allow teams and Even players on... to kind of monetize esports in a different way, or they help build the community in a certain way that you know, adds more spectators and viewers. Like, I'm not sure that what Blizzard will do that can kind of, like, attract that kind of audience. I mean, I think they've done some things with Tears of the Storm that are kind of similar. Like, they gave away Cho'Gall for watching DreamHack, right? Like, this this last weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of like, you know, that's like nothing compared to, like, what happens in, like, Valve or CS or something, right? Where, like, every mm -hmm. single event you get sticker yeah. packs or whatever and all these sorts well, of they're getting there though they're at least showing you know progress in terms of, yeah. of that sort of microtransaction just you know micro content and offerings and things like that isn't it true as well that um i think this goes for like all blizzard games even hearthstone was the one where i remember hearing about it that they don't have like a hearthstone api to hook into for people to create like stats yeah, that's another big worry like yeah. there's not going to be as many third-party services because they're more I you know, I guess they're keep things tied to the vest in terms of like their their systems. They don't let other people have the same kind of access to them and things like that. Where you know, like with Dota and CS or TF2, you have all these like you have these betting sites that are able to hook into the inventories or trading sites or you know all sorts of things like statistics. Obviously, like all the log sites for TF2, you get all this information. Those kind of things won't probably won't be there for a game like Overwatch, right? Because mm -hmm. it has to implement right. a lot of those things themselves if they do it. So well, they could. They could implement an API that just selected data. They could, like, but they said. haven't really. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, on their radar. yeah, but that's something they do later. I mean, they, dude, they have all these things we've been talking about to do with the game. The API is definitely later on the priority list, I'm sure, for them. Um, Don't allow something like that. Your first party alternative has got to be good. And I, I think they know that. And hopefully they're working tirelessly on getting that situated. Because if you don't have options for people third party, your first party better be damn good. That's yep. something that like with World of Warcraft, they got better, but it took years and years and years and years, like in terms of like giving more access to allow people to make custom UIs and add-ons and stuff. And a lot of the ones that were good, they you know added themselves to the game basically. Um, yeah. Yep. I, so that would be nice if that was possible, but they've been yeah. pretty. In some of the, a lot of the things they've said, they don't want to see a lot of that custom customizability. I guess with Overwatch, or they don't expect that to be a thing. So it is a little yeah. worrisome. I mean, I feel like with Overwatch, the the IP is heavily marketable outside, like in in other medias too, right? I mean, people have already been talking about animated series, and who knows, like movies and stuff, and maybe even like even merch and and toys and stuff like that so i, I think they to, to your point they might be you know more protective of that they don't want to see people you know wearing like a you know like i a, think at least for launch too the, there's the fact that they're having a console release like oh hey we're having a console release but if you buy it on pc there's also like community maps and all this api hooked into it and you can't i feel like it was, they would have to focus on one or the other or at least focus on this post-launch simply because there's a console release. 
All right, mm -hmm. next, let's let's see. Let's move on a few more questions here. I uh, see. Imagine, just imagine. Ask, what's the best way you would recommend to someone who wants to get into casting, Overwatch, uh, and to go about it? Go Basically, ahead. what would you recommend for them? How how would they go about it? Um. Well, you've uh, you Chan and no ask Joshi. I don't really know him. He's he yeah. he was just. Doing it yeah just do it yeah just uh yeah. i mean josh is probably the best example of somebody that um you know started from the beginning and you know basically you know willed himself into casting right just by by casting scrims on his streams like, like almost every night for i don't know how many weeks straight and um i think that's probably the best way to do it because you gotta if, if you're not known to some of these organizations then you have to make yourself known right and doing that sort of thing on your stream just shows that you're super passionate about it and then it actually shows if you're talented at doing it or not uh if you're not quite there then it's good practice too for you to just get used to casting because casting isn't a very natural thing to do for some folks it is but for a lot of folks it's not a natural thing to do so you need to practice doing it but yeah just just trying to get in on some of the scrims and and even just screaming whatever matches just any kind of high high level matches that you can get in on uh, that's what i would do Okay, let's see. One, two more questions here. Uh, <laughs> Everything is all about forty dollars here. Oh, here it's here's a good one. Um, the <laughs> uh, question. I just refreshed. Okay, Philip S. Dalgard. What are your opinions on the arguably anti-skill, i.e., aimbot, wall hack, etc., in Overwatch? Do they have a place in skill-based, potentially esport FPS games? Uh, the only thing I still like, I don't like Widowmaker's ult at all. Just giving yeah. everyone a wall hack. I think it needs to be adjusted in some way, but like the auto aim of 76 is really not that easy to get more than one guy with because then mm -hmm. the Reinhardt shield comes up and it's just like you're, you're not doing any damage to anything. I don't think, and it lasts for like what, like four it's seconds. The funny thing with it's the 76 ult is that like it body shots people. You can actually do more DPS if you're <laughs> yeah. like headshotting like Roadhog. You like can't kill Roadhog with it. You do more DPS if you just start headshotting him like with your normal rifle than you do actually ulting. It, yeah. it also like, auto aims your helix rockets, but doesn't yeah. predict movement. So oh, it doesn't. Not, it, oh, that's true. I it didn't does think not about predict that. their movement. Yeah, it's a bad ult. I mean, so that that one's not. Yeah. Not a. I mean, it can pick one. out someone on in the back lines. It's still good. Yeah. Like. The way you should use it, I mean, at least in you know competitive games, you use it to basically kill their Pharaoh or Mercy. Like mm -hmm. a lot of characters can't kill them, but if you just use Aimbot, you can just if they're flying in the sky, you just click it, and they can't even escape really. So that's like kind of that's how you should use a lot of those ults is to pick off like high priority targets at like the right moment. I think with something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there is a lot of like you know, there's a lot of timing and ways to deal with it where it's not like that big of a deal like that these things are in the game. Although I do agree about the wall hack because it's just, for one thing, you don't know when you're getting wall hacked often because the audio cue is very, very quiet. And then there's basically no counterplay to it. It's just like, okay, they know where I am. Like, I can't do anything. I just have to wait until it's over. And then they know that you're waiting and can yeah. right. Right. It's just someone it's like, else will come kill you that had nothing to do with their ultimate. There's like no interaction to it. Like with, yeah. with the 76 ult, you can at least, like, okay, I need to hide or I need to get behind this Reinhardt shield or. Maybe there's a way we can kill him really quickly or something. You know, there's things you can at least do during the couple of seconds where it happens. But with the the widow, it's just like, well, you know, they're just gonna outplay us right now because they can see us. 
I actually like Hanzo. Uh, so. Well, I I don't think they belong in any game. I really don't. I mean, the only game I think that I like the wall hack kind of is Blacklight Retribution, and everybody had it. So <laughs> it wasn't like a one specific thing that one character had. I think giving it to one person and not like everybody, I don't, I just hate wall hacks. I hate seeing that kill cam when you turn the corner and you just watch <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. walk down a hall yeah. with a Widowmaker just sitting at the end of it waiting for you. And you're like, how, how what do I do? <laughs> is it more frustrating if, if, yeah, the Reinhardt just randomly fire strikes the corner and it kills you, or if he saw you and then he does it, you know? Like, which one is more more tilt-inducing? <laughs> I was going to say, though, I, I do I mean, like Hanzo's wall hack, because a lot of the times where you place Hanzo's arrow, you have to kind of already know someone is probably about to come there anyway. It's not just an everywhere all the time. I kind of wish it had, like, a little bit of... I think there's a sound to it. There might be, but I, wish it was like I, I almost think the audio cue for it's like more noticeable than the widow one, even though I'm yeah, like you can yeah, hear yeah, the you arrow. Can hear it. The but I, I wish I had like sounds. He yeah. also says like no. something. He says he says something when 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 he does it through the dragon's eyes, like marked by the dragon or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, Joseph Mihan. Last question: Santa Clara University. How does map balance feel currently? Generally speaking, I guess. I mean, we could go through individually, but what does balance mean? Uh, <laughs> like, first, I think from the standpoint of attacker defender, I mean, it's always attacker advantage, right? But are they yeah reasonable? <laughs> I, I think it, again, it just comes down to the respawns for some of the maps where defenders just keep piling on at the end. It, it always comes down to overtime where they can run out of spawn as Winston's divas quicker than you can get back to deal that damage. Not necessarily a balanced thing, but I I just think there are, are too many roads to nowhere on some of these maps. That dead ends, you mean? Roads, roads to nowhere, like that just uh. don't go anywhere. They just, yeah, like they end at, like it's like oh I'm gonna walk in this hallway. No, it's just a road. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's, I, it's I don't I don't think so about that. I mean, I feel like the maps in general are very well designed in terms of the architecture. Um, I think that there's a decent variety in that. Most of most of the areas get some play, although some of the maps, like on like Hanamura or something, there's like yard areas where, you know, there's always those yard areas between the CP1 and the CP2 where like not much happens because the defending team, it's like too risky for them to push up there and defend when they can defend closer to the point or the spawn, especially when like Tracer can easily just get past anything you have and just go, you know, back cap kind of, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always say I really like the choke points in the game. It was the first yeah, thing that would be easy to criticize and look at like, oh, like Hanamura <laughs> point one. Everyone has to squeeze through this hole. But it becomes more about how are they going to get through the hole <laughs> this tiny choke because there's a lot of ways to do it. It's not like it's impossible. The team well, the other thing is... It lends itself well to the chokes. I mean, the chokes work better in the game because of things like Reinhardt where like there's this new dynamic that hasn't been in any other game where you can like peek a corner safely because you have the shield which mm -hmm. is i don't think it's ever really been in any other fps game that's like ever been released so that kind of makes things interesting the other thing is that like on hanamura like the spawn is so far away for the defenders in the point one where it's like you can rush it in six guys and if you get two kills it might be worth it because you can get back there and then rush them six before you know after you respawn basically mm -hmm. um so that that kind of makes it like difficult to hold those first points but from a competitive standpoint in terms of map balance, like the two CP maps just kind of suck. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the general but consensus. Like, no one like scrims Volskaya, no one plays Anubis much. 
Hanamura was played some, but mostly I think it was because it was one of only three maps available during the stress test. So you kind of <laughs> play it. Yeah, I, I, um, I love the control points way more than the payload, but excluding the fact that the spawn points at the end can just be like diva rush, like we all go diva and can get out here so quickly. Besides that, I, mean, I feel like they're more coordinated, strategic. Payload to me, there's a huge problem like a big DM with, with two CP maps where it's like even the two best teams, you could have like a two minute game and it's just like kind of you rush in, you get a couple kills, maybe you just get a random lucky headshot or something. You get your ults, you cap the point and then you just wipe them at last because there's nothing they could do because they don't have ults and you do. And it's just like a two minute game. And that happens, that'll happen way more often than you know you might think. And I don't think that there's like ways that are reasonable to like stop that from happening for the defense, especially like- Well, what about the best of three format that you're playing and do you think that helps at all? If, if I had that, that would definitely help that in some ways. But it's still like this weird coin flip or maybe if the meta becomes more developed, this like rock, paper, scissors on like the first point of maps because like you don't see what the attacking team has you don't know what they're running at the start and as the defense you can't adjust your spawn is so far away from the first point like there's no way for you to adjust to what they have after you know you see it or something so if they just pick something that beats what you have you just lose basically if you know both teams are well, playing what correct. if you don't even hold it you just hold the last point yeah go to well, last you could but then that's like what's don't the point of the map then like that's you six torbjorns just sit on last <laughs> i don't know i mean that's like I, I mean i think that's like a bad dynamic for you know, it's still bad dynamic on like maps like King's Row where there's a first point. Um, yeah. But it's like mitigated more because the payload gives more opportunities for you know teams to recover basically than it does on like the two CP maps. So I'm not sure like what to do about that. Like you could have like a draft where you can see what the attacking team has beforehand, so you can kind of pick around and they that. Just switch. Yeah. Well, you can make it so they can't switch till they die or something <laughs> the first time they die. But yeah, it's like awkward, and then that adds like all this extra time to a game where you know, it's like just for one death, it doesn't really make much sense. So yeah. I don't know, it's really it's really awkward. And I think that the you know the two CP maps really exacerbate that problem because I don't see how they can like fix that issue necessarily. Maybe you can make the def defenders spawn, have like a close spawn or something. And well, then doesn't it come back to again, just how ults build? So because they can't defend the last because they don't have ults and they died and they gave I up. mean, somewhat, but how are you going to fix that? It's just the same as like having an Uber advantage in TF2. Like you, people roll rounds all the time, you know, and like, Badlands or whatever, you wipe them at mid, and then you have Uber. You go into last and you win. I mean, sometimes you defend, but in TF2 you're playing best to five or thirty minute games. So the rounds that get rolled like that just you know go into like the big list of you know the whole match. They're just one round. It's not like oh we just lost you know this one one part of a best of three or this one huge thing just because you know they got two headshots with Widowmaker at the start of the game or something. You know, so I mean that's like a that's just like a big issue in, in, in the future, I think, in terms of like maps they add to the game and how the game works and balancing it. Like well, no matter you, what, it's going to be a bit of an issue. To a certain extent, I know these are really long maps and it's not as dramatic that you instantly win, but do you not like King's Row and Hollywood as much? Because those are cap points at the beginning. Do you feel like those can sometimes just like take you five minutes or you can instantly get it? And it's kind of the same toss up. I don't. I don't think it's as big of a problem. Like you don't. You can't nearly get rolled the same way. And there's like the, the payload sections after the first points are longer than most of the other sections. So there's more time for the d defense to have a chance to recover. Whether that's like attacking them soon, you know, quickly to like build their ults and then defend before the checkpoint, or you know, making them pop their ults or doing doing. There's more opportunities to you know not get rolled like that. 
but it still happens sometimes on like King's Row. Part of that's just because of the way the map is. It's like this tight alley, so like Zarya can snowball you really easily on King's Row compared to many other maps. Um, but in general, it's not nearly <laughs> as difficult of a problem. Right. All right. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just want to say it sounds like apps. It, it can eventually <laughs> lead to the same problem that if they cap in the first second, like their first push works or their fifth push works because of the random element. I mean, your time is going to be five minutes better because of the first control point still. So it pretty much is the win off of that first control point. I mean, it still makes a difference. It is still, it's still a big problem. Yeah. It's still a problem. Like, I mean, I'm not, you know. How about you just it's just better at holding it, dude? <laughs> Well, may, maybe there'll be like defensive setups that are just good against every kind of cheese or something, but I don't think that that's necessarily realistic in terms of like the way the game mechanics work with the way the classes interact with each other. So I think there's always going to be like a bit of that random element in terms of like you can have like an attacking comp that counters them basically. Um, which, you know, obviously the game doesn't boil down to just that. Like the defenders can also, you know, hit a couple shots and still win or play a certain way and win or something, but like. You know, it's not. I don't know. It, it's an it's an issue. I mean, we don't really know for sure how it'll play out until ever you know things develop more and more. But it it can happen. It can be it could be a big problem. I think. Well, especially on those two CT well. maps. I don't think it's as big on the payload ones. So. <clears throat> Maybe they just need longer maps too than the two CPs. But this is just another eight. Yeah, yeah. Let's add one gigantic. Six objectives. Yeah, we needed the new <laughs> yeah. dust. Yeah, the, just the dust bowl, the dust bowl style. You there's only like, get like Anubis. thirty seconds per cap point. Like you have to win. That place, that choke for Temple of Anubis, the one that's like a doorway that looks like you know just like a slot. Then it's yeah. just be one giant hallway and one points at the very end. This and it's one point on each end. <laughs> Aram. Aram the Watch. I think they need an Aram though. That's that's something that's kind of missing from the game. Like skirmish mode, kind of sucks. Like, it'd be better if there was just a DM-style skirmish mode where you could actually just shoot around and, like, get used to playing or warm up they or something. Have I have a smaller map, game. yeah. Definitely smaller maps, too, right? That'd How many maps much... are in the game right now? Uh... There's five ones that have a payload and three, two CP, yeah, eight. 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 So, so there is two different, technically two different game modes in Overwatch. Well, technically three, right? I mean, there's, there's three. Too, technically but... three, but... Okay. Pretty much two. I, I do think they are probably working on another one. They... This thing yeah, is I can't wait to see more. Me to assume they're testing a lot of different game modes, but excited to see whatever it is. Yeah. That'll yeah. that'll mix things right up. I don't know. It's interesting because like they didn't want like five CP TF two style because they didn't want to like limit the possibility of like like you know like defense focused classes. Obviously, like in comp TF two, you wouldn't you don't really run sniper very often. Only in very specific parts or heavier NG. Yeah. You might run them on G pit though. Like G pit, they're pretty standard. Which you know makes sense, right? Because yeah, yeah. they want to have these characters be used. But I still, even in the current game, like it's still mobility is still way more powerful than Torbjorn or whatever. Well, and I'm not sure how that's ever going to change, really. With like, how slow characters run in this game, five CP, I would not play. Well, it. then you just have a Lucio. Like even then, you yeah, say, you'd like, have to have a Lucio. Like, you would have, have a sniper on last in too. TF2, but yeah. you like then they start a, they start walking slow and it's harder to bring them to the next point it's hard to bring heavies to the next point but then you just lucio them Willmaker has a grappling hook I, I think you might still come into a same meta where everyone was still using fat and like everyone would be using lucio obviously there already are but, but at least i mean it, i don't it would force so much like you still wouldn't use torbjorn or bastion much probably not symmetra but most of the other characters that are played regularly would probably see play in 5 cp 
Like, I think that, you know, at least at this point in time, yeah. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. basically everyone. I want to see Koth. I I think King of the Hill would be fun. Yeah, you have a similar problem there too, to an extent. Like, you capture the point. You're attacking, you capture the point, suddenly you're defending. Let's go back and switch characters. Do you want to see a viaduct style Koth, basically? Or. Well, lock him in for Koth. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta lock no, I, I would still. Like, I think it would work really well. I'd still like to see it. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna. No, do. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, just time. Just time held, right? Kind of thing. That'd be. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. Uh, I think it was really great having you on here, Oplade. I mean, lots of great insight on uh, the game and just meta and everything. So, um, it was definitely a pleasure. I have my. I have a closing statement. All right. For that sure. Okay. Uh, if if TF2 released with Hydro. I think that they shouldn't be so worried about releasing a new game mode that is awful. I think they could get away with it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of frustrated that, you know, we don't have like a five CP map to try in the beta. Like maybe people would love it, you know? But they kind of said like, oh internal testing. Bombs it during work. Beta had the, the no textured maps and everything. That was awesome yeah. just to see like before they put all the work in. Anyway. Yeah, I really wish I could have <laughs> played that game. Anyway. Just more experimentation. That's basically what we're we'd we'd hope for. Uh, why don't we do some shout outs? Opla, do you want to start us off? Uh yeah, shout out to my team. Um whatever you want to call them. I guess <laughs> not we're not Enigma. Enigma. That's <laughs> The joke is <laughs> continuing. Carl on. Carl couldn't put Enigma in the team name slot too because he already used it for his username. So, <laughs> so that's how that yeah. came about. I registered us as not dummy for Ghost of Gamers, but they're like, well, we already have not Enigma in our database, so we're going to change it. Like, we can do that, like. <laughs> but it's forever. Also, man. shout out to you know the Daily Dot. It's where I write about esports. I've been writing a lot about Overwatch because I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, but I also write about other games like. League of Legends, obviously, and Heroes of the Storm, and whatever other big big events and tournaments are out there. Um, go to the dailydot.com slash topic slash esports to take a look at all of our esports content. Um, and I'm also probably going to start my own competitive-focused Overwatch show with Rod Slasher Breslau, hopefully next week, uh, I think titled Watchpoint. So... Uh, you can tune into that if, if, if you want to want to hear me talk more about the game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Jerma, you want to go next? Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you that celebrated it. Big shout out to those that celebrated it. Uh, I was eating it. I was eating it. <laughs> I was eating it. <laughs> I was eating it all. All Thanksgiving. I fell down. I ate it. I was eating it. Um, oh, man. Uh, just, uh, it was a holiday week, so obviously a lot of... Uh, been kind of busy with the family so not a whole lot of time to spend playing video games but that's the family i was shout out, shout out to the family ma if you're watching right now i know you are happy thanksgiving the turkey was great his mom loves overwatch oh she loves really? may she loves yeah. the freeze gun mm-hmm. she says oh jeremy i'd love this game and i'm like mom i'm gonna get it for you for christmas it comes out in like june but i'm gonna pre-order it for you ma Thanksgiving. 15% off, man. It's a, you can pre-order right now on Amazon. Cyber Monday, man. Cyber Monday. Yeah, Cyber Monday. Get on it. Sure. Shout outs? Um, I, I never know who to shout out. I'll shout out to TC Hydro. And I forgot to <laughs> shout out Seabass. What? Three years ago after a Highlander game. So shout out to Seabass. Seabass. <laughs> What are you? What are shout outs? That's all. Like I don't know. Um, TC Hydro. Random shout outs. All right. 
No, I uh, just, again, shout out to the three of you guys for doing the show today, all the viewers for watching, and particularly the ones that, that sent in questions. I wish I would have gotten to all of them, so those of you that didn't get your questions in this week, be sure to uh, post them again next week, and I'll, I'll try to get to them. I'll try to prioritize the ones that we missed this week. Uh, but the VODs for the show, if, if you guys missed the beginning of it, will be on youtube.com slash I'll be uploading it right after this. Uh, audios are now on iTunes, so you can you can find that if you have uh, an iPhone or any Apple product. It's also, I have a feed burner too. It's going to be on Stitcher too. So um, it being on feed burner, burner generally, like a lot of the podcast apps will find it there. So just just uh, do a search for Overwatch or the overview and you'll you'll find it. And uh, that's going to be it. We're trying out this time. I, I'm not sure. You know, we're going to figure out between 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. It's just night and day. So trying to figure out what's going to be the best time for us. So you'll have to, to at least follow us on Twitter and, and make sure that uh, you know, just to keep track of, like, I guess what time it's going to be. But it's going to be on Mondays. The overview will be on Mondays. So Every Monday. That's right. But for Oplay, the Germa, Stir, and myself, Chamin V, this is the overview. We'll see you next week. Later. How? Bye.